0: to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Osmond, a biblical church centered on Christ. Great, it certainly is faithful. Open up your Bibles to two different places in Scripture. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 24 and Revelation chapter 13. So those are going to be our two sections here of Scripture. This is the last part of a sermon series on darkness. The past three, four weeks we've been going through I know, could I do that again? So we've been going through darkness and looking at this, and we've come to the end here, and what we're going to conclude with is where does darkness going? Now, the Bible's going to tell us that it's actually going to get worse before the very end. Now, we know if you read the very end of the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 19, Revelation chapter 20, the devil, Satan, ends up in the lake of fire. That's where his eternal home will be. The scripture is very clear about that. And he will be there uh, cast in uh, the lake of fire, which was created for him for eternity. But in the meantime, the scriptures actually tell us things will get worse before that occurs. So I want you to turn your Bibles these two different places here. And one of the ways to describe darkness, in as many ways kind of what we talked about last week. Darkness masquerades itself as deception. Last week we looked at what is truth. And if you're not careful, truth can be robbed and stolen from you. And you don't realize it, but you're you're believing something and you constantly have to ask the question, and what I'm seeing is what I'm believing, and what I'm reading here, is this true? Is this a message from God that he has created and established. We always have to have those filters to make sure that what we're, what we're believing is true. So first we're going to look at this passage here in Matthew chapter 24. I want to tell you about one of the greatest deceptions that happened in the United States history. It occurred about 75 years ago. Some of you all might remember it. During the early to mid-1940s, during World War II, there was a laboratory in Los Alamos, New Mexico. It's called the Los Alamos Laboratory. It was run by the Army Corps of Engineers, and that is where the atomic bomb was created. That's where it uh, it came to be, it's out, out in the middle of nowhere New Mexico. And during the early to mid-1940s, there was this project called the Manhattan Project. It was three countries, obviously led by the U.S., but it also had chemists and physicists from Canada and Great Britain coming over here and helping design plutonium, uranium, trying to put this together. You know, Back then, it was a top-secret project. Well, what was going on in the early to mid-1940s, the United States, while that was going on, that project, we were fighting a second world war against Germany, against uh, Nazism. Well, obviously, that's where a lot of our focus and attention was. But there was this rising power that was coming, coming up. It was the Soviet Union back then. Well... They had spies. So while everybody's focused on the war, they're thinking, we, we want to find out how to make the atomic bomb too. So they s- sent spies over here. And you, and you think, how would you get something? How would you be able to make an atomic bomb and basically steal their secrets? Well, there was a guy. His name was Klaus Fuss. He was part of that Great Britain group. But he wasn't born in Great Britain. He was born in Germany. He was a chemist, a physicist. And he was a secret communist. And he gave, some of y'all know this, he gave, and he went to jail, prison for this, he gave the secrets to the Russians. Literally just handed them over to him. He was basically this top-secret technology. Out the back door... He was just channeling on to Moscow, and that was one of the greatest espionage events that was, we were deceived as Americans. Someone had come in that we thought was safe and was actually just channeling out he was one of our enemies. And I share that story of what happened in Los Alamos, New Mexico, in that laboratory in the mid-1940s, because that's what the devil does to us. It's total deception. While you're focused on something over here, over here is where the real sin is occurring. Last week we talked about truth. And we have to remember, the devil is not omnipresent, meaning there are 7.9 billion people on earth. He is not tempting all 7.9 billion of us at one time. He does not have that ability. Now, God is omnipresent, but not the devil. The devil, what he does, is obviously he goes around and creates deception. He creates systems in place that obviously create dis, uh, distort truth and lead, lead people away from the Lord. But one of the other things, our constant battle, that we have to be aware of when we talk about spiritual warfare many ways, that's just our ongoing daily battle with sin. That's not necessarily a satanic attack. It doesn't matter where you are, when you are, you're going to be battling because of sinfulness, humanity's sinfulness, we're going to be battling sin. But there's going to come a time, I share that, that's a lot, that was what last week's message was really about. This week, we will see, and the Bible tells us, in the end times, as you get closer to the end times, there will be an increase in deception. And that's what we as Christians have to be aware of. And that will come directly from the devil. So I want you all to read here. Go ahead and turn to that passage in Matthew 24 first. Jesus spoke about this. Jesus is telling us, here, if we aren't careful, we will find ourselves falling for the trap. And the trap is we have been deceived. So look what Jesus says here. Matthew 24, 3. While he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, this right outside Jerusalem, this is Jesus. The disciples approached him privately and said, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming of the end of the age? That's a valid question. I would ask a question like that. Jesus, tell us the sign. Show us what it's going to be like. What will be the end of the age? You probably read books, watch movies about this. They're always the bestsellers. Folks want to know. Well, he picks up the question. Look what Jesus says here. Verse 4. Jesus replied to them, this is the most important verse. Watch out that no one deceives you. There it is. The end times will accompany deception. That deception is what happened at the Los Alamos laboratory. You're looking at Germany, yet it's Russians. They're still in your secrets. You, they, they, you, you missed it. And that's what will occur in the end times. And Jesus is warning you. Don't think you have it figured out. Don't have the attitude, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Oh, I'll be in heaven. Oh, I'm elderly and you know, that, you know, I'll be long gone. No. No deception will occur. It could be occurring right now. It likely is occurring right now. We're going to take a look. He says, For many of you will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah. They will deceive many. There's great deception. You're going to hear wars and rumors of wars, meaning you can't even believe what you hear. You can't believe what you see. There isn't even going to be rumors of stuff. It means it's means it's a lie. See that you are not alarmed, because these things must take place. But the end is not yet come. For nation will rise up against nation, and the kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these events are the beginning of birth pains. I mean, that's just the beginning. All these lies, fake news, this stuff out there you're hearing about, it just is starting. Keep going here. A few more verses. Then they will hand you over to be persecuted. So notice, it starts out with this distortion of truth out there, but then it shifts, and someone becomes the real enemy, and the enemy becomes believers. They're going to start focusing on people who follow Christ, people who believe in the Bible. At first, it was a fake news, it was about these rumors of wars, but now we're going to be Looking zeroing in on Christians, you will be hated. He says you will be persecuted, and they will kill you. You will be hated by all nations because of my name, by the name of Jesus. People will turn against us. Then many, look at this, will fall away. Do you know? I read a statistic this week, and I have no, you know, most statistics. Who knows if they're even real? One, in America, one out of three people from 14 months ago that used to go to church, one out of three no longer attend. Just like that, one-third of church attendance is gone. I mean, you, you talk about a falling away, that's pretty big. It, who, if that's true. And he says here, many will fall away because, and they will betray one another, and they'll actually hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive me. Look at that word, deceive. Deception will accompany the end times. It's, It's not what you think. When you think you have it figured out, you don't. Because lawlessness will multiply. And the love of many will go cold. It'll just grow cold. People just have no love, compassion for one another. Out of control lawlessness. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Because we know that apostasy, when it talks about that falling away, if you have the King James Bible, it uses the word apostate, apostasy means a falling away. There'll be this massive falling away. It's like there are all these cultural Christians out there, but they didn't really make it when the pressure, when it started getting hot on them, when people started really questioning about their beliefs. And look at verse 14. The good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed in the end of the world. That's the gospel. So that means even during the difficult, dark days, the good news, the gospel, it will still be preached. It might be hard to find, but it will still be there as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So all of these things here have to happen. And at that point, when the gospel goes out everywhere, and it's going everywhere via the Internet, the Internet has some terrible things with it, but it also has some good things. Folks can get saved through the Internet. You can hear every sermon in the world on the Internet, good and bad sermons, true and false sermons. But folks in any country can hear the good news. And at that point, then the end will come. Do you know, go ahead now and turn. That's, okay, I want you all to see that passage there about deception. Because here it is. Go ahead and turn your Bibles to Revelation 13. I last taught on Revelation chapter 13 in early December of 2019. About a year and a half ago, I last taught on this passage. It was a Wednesday night at Bible study downstairs. Some of y'all were there. Y'all remember this. And the reason I mention that is because the way I taught it a year and a half ago is now different than I'm going to teach it today. So what do you mean? A year and a half ago, we, we were sitting around thinking about, you know, these countries are going to have an alliance, and uh, a, a false prophet, an antichrist is going to come from these countries, and there's one, one world order. But let me, before we read this, I want you to picture this now. What I'm about to tell y'all, this is theory. Let's just pretend here, because we're about to get into the end times. What Jesus, or God's going to give us a picture of what will happen here. Here it is, 2021. And last year we had a national shutdown. First time ever in my life, churches were actually, it was actually illegal for eight Sundays here in this commonwealth if more than 10 people were in this building, it would have been one year ago Sunday, it was still silly. So if we had more than 10 people here, technically, now this didn't happen, but technically the Lexington Police Department could pull in, count, and if he saw 11 people, if David Dale just barely pushed us over, number 11, I guess we could get a ticket and a fine for having an unlawful assembly of more than 10 people at church. That would have been the first Sunday in May of 2020. It was our national show. Y'all all remember this. Y'all are those internet folks there that were online watching, if you were watching online. But let's just think about this now. Here we are a year later. So we went through something that we've never gone through. But let's think a crisis. We were told that was a public health crisis or a public health emergency. I wonder if that will be the last. Now, I'm speculating. Because remember, end times. We don't know. Down the road, could we have a climate change, public health crisis, where all of a sudden we have to stay home on Sundays to help prevent emissions in the air? Well, some of y'all are going to laugh at some of these ideas. What about gun violence? It's dangerous going outside. You might get shot. So folks need to stay home two days a week so you don't die. It's a public health crisis. Folks, what about flu season? Flu could really be bad next year. We need, in beginning in December, to stay home that month. Work from home, go to church from home. Do y'all, do y'all see where this could go? Oh, it, it doesn't stop there. <clears throat> what about food insecurity? You know, there was a big run on uh, toilet paper and paper towels at the grocery store. But what if that was towards food? Now, I want to tell you, that's going to come up, y'all are going to see, in Revelation 13. What if you have to pay with food, not with your debit card or cash, but you're paying with a chip in your hand? And it's rationed that way. What about racism? Could, is racism a public health or a, uh, a public health crisis, you have folks going outside, being together, so maybe racism would cease if they stay home and stay shut down. What about the police? Is that a public health crisis? Where they could, we could be presented that if you're not careful, the police are the real problem. But no, let's even make it more personal. What about churches? What about me? Am I a public health crisis? I have a quote up here on the screen. It's what's coming. What if this is told about me? Okay, public health emergency. One day, Pastor Daniel, you're a radical, extremist, homophobic. You have these harmful views that are a public, Health crisis. People like you are creating a national emergency across America. Folks, could that ever happen here? These crazy things I just named, in the name of public health, you could put possibly a lot of these things under that banner. Now, a year and a half ago, when I taught this in Bible study in December 2019, guys, this wasn't, I didn't even dream of this. Now, I would say we're closer to that than ever. This could happen. It might even be likely going to happen where pastors, churches are forced to close because of their teaching and these things listed up here. Now, I share this because one of the greatest tricks of the devil is he wants to convince this entire world that he doesn't exist. And he's fooled, folks, that there is no devil and that we're doing everything in the name of helping others. When, in fact, while we're focusing on wearing our mask, making sure everyone's safe and vaccinated, over here, something else is going on. And that's what's going to happen in the end times. In fact, go ahead and turn your Bible. Here it is. Revelation chapter 13. Now what's going on here in Revelation 13? We know in the Bible there's what we call a trinity. That's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God is one, and He has chosen to reveal Himself as three persons. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We do not worship three gods. God has chosen to reveal Himself. And we know in the Old Testament, that was God the Father that Abraham was talking to. And Moses, he's talking to God in the cloud, that was God the Father. Born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, that little baby was God the Son. When you get saved, if you give your life to Jesus today, the Holy Spirit saves you. That is God, the Spirit. God, the Spirit, is with us right now. When you pray, when you worship, we worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Truth is the word of God. God, the Holy Spirit, is the spirit we worship. Now, we know during the end times, the Bible, or the, the, the Satan is described in the Bible as the dragon. But he is going to create something called an unholy trinity. And this next the next part of the dragon will be called what we call the beast of the sea. The beast of the sea is what we know as the Antichrist. Then if you keep going, what we're about to read here is what they call the beast of the earth. The beast of the earth is what we call the false prophet. So the dragon, the beast of the sea, the beast of the earth, those are the three characters, evil characters in the book of Revelation. They compromise the unholy trinity. And they're trying to match God's trinity. And there's no match. They don't make it. They all end up in the lake of fire. That's where they go. God sends them there. But because wickedness during the end times and deception will increase, there will be some momentum that they will have for a short time period. And that's where we're at right here. This is during a period of what we call the tribulation. It's a seven-year period of an increase of wickedness. You will see unusual things happen during this time of the tribulation. There will all of a sudden become peace in the Middle East with Israel. You'll start to see a rebuilding plan on the temple. You'll begin to all of a sudden uh, be presented with some new options. And I'm going to explain one of those options before I read it here. Do you know we have, uh, Sherry I believe this coming week is going to have to go to the, get her driver's license renewed. And here in Kentucky now, I, I don't know what it's called, but there's a special, as you all know, special driver's license you bring all this paperwork to so you can board on an airplane. Wouldn't it be convenient instead of having to carry around a driver's license. Now again, this is theory. That if there was a chip available that you could scan and it would tell you if you've been vaccinated, it would tell you your immigration status. So we would know right away if somebody's an illegal immigrant here in America. It would have your social security number. It would have your credit information. So you would, if you go apply for a credit card, you don't have to sit there embarrassingly have what you just scan Scan the chip, and then it tells you everything. If you're good, good for credit, it would also let you know, possibly maybe if you've been around people that have been sick, so a little notification might go off and tells you, hey, this person over here, they had COVID a few weeks ago. You need to stay away. And everything you needed to know about your life was in that little chip. It's very convenient. And it helped identify who belongs here, who doesn't belong here. If you get lost, it'll let you know where you're at. You won't be able to get lost. It has GPS tracking in it. Everything you need is right there. Would you want something like that? Well, that's coming. And it's spoken about here in Revelation. And I can absolutely see it. More so today... Then when I was taught on this in December of 2019, i tell you how I might get here. It's because of a public health crisis. Everyone needs the chip to keep folks safe so they don't die. Verse 1. The dragon stood on the sand of the sea. So the dragon's the devil. Here we go in your Bible. And I saw a beast coming out of the sea. This beast is the Antichrist. It had ten horns and seven heads, and on its horns were ten crowns. And on its heads were blasphemous names. Blasphemous names is speaking against the Lord, speaking against Jesus. The beast I saw was like a leopard. Its feet were like a bear's, and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. The dragon gave the beast his power, his throne, and his great authority. On one of its heads appeared to be fatally wounded, but its fatal wound was healed. The whole earth was amazed and followed the beast. They worshipped the dragon because he gave authority to the beast. And that they are the people on the earth. They might not even realize that they're worshipping the dragon. The dragon is the devil. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to wage war against it? Those statements were statements of bragging on the devil and his power and his act of worship, the Bible calls. The beast was given a mouth to other boasts and blasphemes. It was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months, that's three and a half years. It began to speak blasphemies against God, to blaspheme his name and his dwelling, and those who dwell in heaven. And it was permitted, look at this, this is what the devil does. It was permitted to wage war against the saints and to conquer them. You know, you think, I wonder what the Antichrist and the beast, who his enemy is. It's not other nations. He's deceived the nations. His enemy is you. It says here, he is giving authority. God allows him to wage war. He's going after believers. So during the end times, what will happen with darkness? This is where darkness is going. It's a coming war, and we're in battle. We're the one who's going to get hit. And it says He will conquer them. Some folks, are going, they aren't going to make it. It was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. That means everyone is going to know. Every single country on earth has dealt with COVID. Every single country on earth has access to the internet. That's how interconnected this world is. So there's no place to get away from this. And all those on earth, verse 8, will worship it. Everyone else whose name was not written on the, from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb was slaughtered. If anyone has ears to hear, let him listen. If anyone has been taken captive into captivity, he goes. And if anyone is to be killed with a sword, with a sword he will be killed. That means there's nothing you can do to stop this. That means a lot of folks are going to die. A lot of folks are not going to... Believers will pay the ultimate cost. This calls for endurance and faithfulness from the saints. Don't miss that last sentence. Bible is telling you and I this morning... Whatever we're going through and experiencing, He's telling you this calls for endurance and faithfulness from the saints. Many say, "Well, Daniel, I won't be there. I'll be raptured away in heaven." Well, possibly, but what if you aren't? And the Bible then is telling us that you, as saints, saints are believers, a Christian, you need to be prepared to stand for the Lord with an increase in wickedness. It turns and wages war and makes you, makes me, makes Broadway Baptist Church. One day, Broadway Baptist Church will be a public health problem in America, and churches like ours. That's hard to fathom. But that could one day happen. I would even say it's likely going to happen because we know the Bible tells us there's going to be an increase in wickedness, and the devil is coming after Christians. And that's a way to do it. A way I wouldn't have dreamed of a year and a half ago. That there is what we call the Antichrist. The book of 2 Thessalonians calls him the man of lawlessness. Meaning he doesn't obey the law, he's ruthless. His clear goal, he has no secret agenda, he has a clear agenda And his clear agenda is to point people away from God into the devil. And that is where our world is going. That is why it's more important than ever for churches to be united, for Christians to understand the enemy is not ever each other, ever. The enemy is the devil in the direction of this cultural drift towards the demonic that we're going in. The Bible tells us we're going in that, in this this deception all around us. Okay? Keep going here in your Bible. That there is the second part of the unholy unholy trinity, what we call the Antichrist. There's another beast that's coming about. This is the beast of the earth. This is what we call the false prophet. False prophet is going to brag about the Antichrist and brag about the devil this is what going back to that phrase I talked about food insecurity do you know if you're starving to death you'll probably do anything you'll be willing to make, you'll be willing to take the chip if you're hungry you want to feed your family look here Verse 11. Then I saw this other beast coming up out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb. I'll explain that. Two horns like a lamb. Why a lamb? On the outside, he looks innocent. How could such a kind, soft-spoken man do these bad things? I mean, look at the poor guy. Just a friendly smile. It's like Brother Hurd. I'll pick on Brother Hurd. Could you ever picture him as the false prophet? But that's the, that's the image. I'm sorry, Brother Hurd. You are a kind, soft-spoken man. But that's the image we're going to see. It's, it's all deception. He had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon, meaning when he opened his mouth, lies came out. Very... But they were kind and sweet and tender lies, but they were still lies. It exercises all authority of the first beast on behalf and compels the world. And all those who live in it to worship the first beast, whose fatal wound was healed. It also performs great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to earth in front of people. Remember two weeks ago, I speak to, spoke about the occult? the occult will increase during end times. The occult is the power of the devil to deceive people all around us. And it will increase. And that will be one of the ways all of a sudden fire comes down. You say, well my goodness, this man must be speaking on behalf of God if fire can come down from heaven. And that will be a video on YouTube that will be shared over and over again to the whole world will see this. So how will the whole world see it? Via the internet. Everyone will see this. It also performs great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to earth in front of the people. It deceives those who live on the earth because of the signs it was permitted to perform in the presence of the beast. Telling those who live on the earth to make an image of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived it was permitted to give breath to the image of the first of the beast so that the image of the beast could speak and cause whoever would not worship the image of the beast to be killed so you didn't worship this image which is some type of symbol of the antichrist you were to die this man that looks like a lamb soft spoken man actually is killing people it makes everyone, verse 16, small and rich, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead. So some type of mark. The beast's name or the number of its name. This calls, now look at this. Before I read this last couple of verse, I want to say, why, why is the Bible telling us that there's going to be this mark on our right hand or on our forehead. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, is where we read about what we call the Shema in verse 8. The Shema is what young Jewish boys and girls were to memorize. And the Bible says they, were to, they are to bound God's Word, the Shema, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That means all of who you are, you are to love god and the bible says listen to this you are to bind that that statement on your head or on your hand and if you ever notice orthodox jewish people they actually wear a little phylactery on their head they don't always have it on but they will bind that on their head when they go to temple and on their hand they are fulfilling that what the devil's going to do Just like Jewish people back in Deuteronomy chapter 6 would bind God's word to their forehead and hand, the devil's going to put his mark in the end times on people's hand on their head. This is why, parents, you need to make sure that your children, grandparents, that your grandchildren, that they are being taught the word of God. They are being instructed in this passage here I'm reading. Because this is coming. There will be a number. In fact, you will not buy, be able to buy or sell. Say, so what mo- what's most important, buy or sell? You won't be able to buy food without this mark. You will not be able to go to Kroger and swipe your credit card or give out cash. Have you ever noticed we're going to a cashless society? I was at a store yesterday It said no cash accepted. No cash accepted. Those days are gone. We don't even deal with money anymore. It's it's credit card, debit card only. And What's after that? That's that's where we're headed. You won't be able to buy or sell or buy that food unless you have this mark. Now look at verse 18. Here it is. I want you all to look at this because this is a reminder of where we're at and where we're going. And it's easy for us to say, well, this doesn't apply to me. I'm going to be in heaven with Jesus. Maybe not. That's a question only God knows. If that was the case, why does He keep telling us, do not be deceived. Use wisdom. Watch out. Be aware. He's giving us these warnings. says, so, saints, if you're not careful, you'll fall for this. It would be sad for a preacher to stand up and say, yeah, all this scripture here about end times... You don't need to worry about that because you'll be raptured away and you'll be singing songs of Jesus. It doesn't apply to you. That could happen. Church could be taken out. But what if the rapture doesn't come until after the tribulation? You need to be ready. Look at verse 18. This calls for wisdom. That's for us. We need to be wise. We need to be aware. We only have our head in the sand. Darkness is around us. Let the one who has understand calculate the number of the beast. Calculate the number. Because it is the number of a person. It's not God. Remember, God's number is seven. He created everything in six days. He created man on the sixth day. That's the number six. That's when man was created. The seventh day God rested. One week is seven days. Man is number six. So this is this. So this is what God is telling us this. Is in Revelation 13, there's this humanistic worldview that's not going to be godly at all. In fact, it's anti-God. And it's the number of man. The number of man is six. Man was created on day six. That's where six, six, six comes from. It's the number of the beast because it is the number of man. Its number is six, six, six. Meaning, none of this stuff the Bible's telling us, none of these events are from the Lord. This is this humanistic, earthly, manly deception and it leads people to hell that is the mark of the beast it's the mark of a man it's not the mark of god and we need to use wisdom the bible tells us we need to have spiritual discernment of what is going on could it be you and i have been fooled thinking what is being sold to us as convenient, as easy, as credit, as a public health crisis, and there'll be something new later this year that will come up, is actually part of the number of man. It's where this world is headed. So I share all this. God's plan for us is that we... Just like the Shema tells us, which means here, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 8, that we are to bind God's word to our forehead and to our hands. We are to be rooted in the gospel of Christ. Because there will come a day that these beasts will be waging war against you and I. Against your family. Say, Daniel, how will it happen? Oh, it will happen. It will, come in the, it will come as disguised as something different. You'll lose your freedom and you'll be forced if you want to buy or sell at the grocery store. And we all want to eat, nobody wants to starve to death. You want to take care of your family, you want to go see the doctor, you want your children to go to school and learn. You have to do this to go to college. Anywhere you go, if you want to get a a job, you have to take the mark. The Bible's telling us that darkness has a clear agenda. There's no secrets, and this is where we're going. Last thing I want to bring up here. The beast here that we talk about, this beast of the sea, the beast of the earth. This is not talking about this description about this antichrist and false prophet. Is not about his appearance at all. So even though the word beast is used, we're not talking about some Beauty and the Beast uh, movie, an ugly looking man. He used to be a prince, now he's a beast. God's talking about his character. And his character is one that is ruthless towards Christians. What we have headed for us as believers, if you were a saint... I Meaning, if you are saved, if you are rooted and saved by the power of Jesus Christ, we have to be prepared to stand firm, to stand on the Word of God, to be rooted in Scripture, to be rooted in Christ, because He's coming after you. And there'll be massive deception. And we need to be aware. We need to be prudent. We need to use wisdom. And you need to have a, you need to have a base. And your base is Scripture. This morning, I talked about knowing Christ as your Savior. If you have never received Jesus, you will not make it through the tribulation or through the end times without Christ. You will be fooled and deceived and dubbed. The only way for you and I to be able to stand firm in what's coming for us in the future darkness of where it's going is that you have a relationship, you have trusted in Christ as your Savior. Have you done that this morning? Have you surrendered and given your life to Christ? Are you ready for these beasts? Are you ready for the deception? Are we in the middle of the deception? Because it's coming. I promise you it's coming. The Bible tells us it's coming. Jesus says, watch out, do not be deceived. There will be an increase in lawlessness. And those who are the saints will have the enemy waging war against us. This morning, I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Savior. You need to be ready for the end times. You need to be ready for the rise of the Antichrist. Listen, we don't need to be scared, we don't need to be sitting around looking behind a bush every time for the Antichrist or the false prophet. We just need to have wisdom that this is where the world is going. That's why knowing truth is so important. That's why knowing what's rooted in gospel truth will actually should be able to guide you through your life. Government doesn't guide us through life. Culture certainly doesn't guide you through life. You guide your life and your children and grandchildren's life by the Word of God. That's why coming to Broadway Baptist Church... By a pastor who will one day be banned and probably be in jail and be a public health crisis to come here is so important now to be here. I want to lead us in a prayer. You can respond and receive Jesus. You pray along yourself. God knows your heart, He's omnipresent, He's omniscient, He knows everything. Dear Jesus, I need you. I'm a sinner. I need to be rooted in the gospel. I need to be saved. Save me, Lord. I trust in you. I give you my life. Help me stand in dark days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want you to respond to the gospel. We're going to sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. You come down here, I'm going to invite Brother Heard. I'm going to invite everyone to stand up. I'll be standing down front. Brother Hurt will be right here next to me. You come take my hand. Take Brother Hurt's hand. Do you want to join Broadway Baptist Church, an outstanding church for you and your family, make this your church home. You come forward this morning. Make it public.